Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys <laughs> still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing? Fresh fresh off vacation, how we, how we feeling? Yes, sir. Back in the bluegrass, baby. So we we feeling great. We feeling great. I uh, had a good time. Was able to go down with family. Uh, enjoyed uh, out there being out on the beach, the sun. But we went down to Florida, so we went down to St. Pete, uh, just up and down the, the 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 coast. We was right there in the Gulf, uh, clear water. Um, where else we was? Uh, that was that was pretty much it. And so, you know, we had a few days down there. It was, it was good to go down there to see. Uh, See, you know, one of my friends lives down in Clearwater. Had a chance to, you know, see him for like a day before we got out of there. Uh, but man, we we was up and down the place. Man, my, my grandson went over there to, uh, you know, what's that? Universal Studios. We went to Universal Studios. That's cool. Now you talking about a money maker? Oh my gosh, money maker all around there, man. It was it was it was crazy. It was just the amount of people and the things they're giving out. Uh, and look, I'm not I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. Okay, you know my head. That's that's after me, but the amount of people that were in there buying wands at the uh, like the the Harry Potter area, the the experience. And what is that place? Hogwarts? What, I don't even know what the place is called. You know what, yeah. what's the uh, uh, there, Gryffindor? I don't know. They they were trying to tell me all these different places. <laughs> so uh, Hogwarts is the uh, the name of the school that he went to. I, I'm not see. So yeah. I grew up with Harry Potter. I all my friends, like pretty much, we all grew up with the um, like as the, as each one came out, we grew up like as the actors got older, we came like kind of a similar age to them. Yeah. I not a fan of that stuff. I, mean, I have four older brothers who were like your age and stuff. So like when like kids were liking that stuff, my brother was like, "Nah, you don't like that. You like wrestling. You like football. You like other stuff. You don't. You don't like Harry Potter." Really? Um, so like, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I never. I didn't really got into Harry Potter. It wasn't until when I was in college, a girl I was talking to. Uh, mm-hmm. she she was like making all these references and stuff and she makes me take like the she made me take like the the, the test like oh what school would you be in because Gryffindors because they have different like schools in Hogwarts so right, Gryffindor right. was like its own fraternity there was uh Slytherin was its own fraternity Hufflepuff's its own fraternity 
there's one more for I forgot, but yeah, that so the, the like the the Gryffindor is like the like, its own like like group of people in in the school of Hogwarts. Dude, it, it was it was crazy. Just the like you, you know the whole uh, the, the the scale of 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 the place, and they say to man, it was like almost like a perfect rec- you know replica of, of how you know it was in that whole whatever that is. I don't you know, but they were you know, my daughters were trying to explain to me you know all the like you said. The Gryffindor, Slytherin, and who would you be in the schools? And of course, they bought wands, and I was, I was just absolutely just blown away at how big this thing was. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge, man. The Harry Potter thing. Now, I did have. Now, I tell you what, I had one of those. It's called butter beer. It's, I, I guess, it's a drink. I, I guess from that part, you know. I know we we talk a little bit more Harry Harry Potter, but there was a really tasty drink man from butterbeer uh so i don't know what was in it man it was sweet oh delectable it was when i'm talking about a punch in the in the tongue that's exactly what it was so so enough about that man but we had a great time we we did we had a great time uh you know was able to get out there we talked about last week you know we had our little uh our late night uh groove you know kind of talking a little bit you know it was yeah. like the, the the you know the whole vibe you know, and, and, you know, I was trying to keep quiet because, you know, my family was sleeping. I didn't want to wake anybody up, you know, mm-hmm. get excited, you know, talking about these things. But there were some exciting things that happened, you know, last week. And now this week, we started to hear some other things, too. Yeah. But, you know, what about you, man? What we got going on? Nothing much, man. I have uh, family uh, visiting. So my my uh, third oldest brother, um, he lives in England with his uh, wife and two kids. They were visiting uh, for the last uh, two weeks. They just left today. Um, so doing some family stuff. Um, there was interesting. So I want I want to bring this up to you. Um, and see what, what your thoughts are on this. Uh, it's a family show, so everyone, you know, everyone can, you know, everyone can kind of, uh, kind of really? see what, see what we got going on in our lives and stuff. But um, so my hair, my my barber, um, she's out of the country. Uh, so I called on Monday the the salon. I said, "Hey, uh, is Hannah there?" And they're like, "Oh, um, Hannah's actually gone. She's gone for the whole month." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "She's gone for the whole month. Like, yeah, she she won't be back till end of April, maybe uh, early May. You know, like at, she's Vietnamese, so usually, like, you know, based on my experiences in the past, when they go, they go for a while. They make it worth their while. They go for a long time. Right, she's gone, right. gone for four weeks. And my hair is getting kind of. I've combed it, but my hair is getting like it's getting wild and curly. Um, so." I almost was very close to, you know what? I'll, I'll do somebody else. I'll send someone else's chair, but like I've gotten so close to I me. Mean, I've been for four years now. I've been going to the same woman. And so my question is at what point do you just say, screw it. Let me give somebody else uh, to cut my hair. Cause I kind of want, I don't want to wait another month because like, I mean, my hair is going to, it's only going to get curlier and curlier for the next three weeks. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't like putting product in my hair every day. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very anti wearing products all the time. Certain occasions, product is fine. But I don't yeah. want to wear gel or any of that stuff in my hair every every day. But at what point? And does it? And question: Would you go to the same place as your your hair person is and sit in another chair, or do you wait, or do you go to a different place to get a a quick little trim so when she comes back she looks it looks like it's uh, <laughs> no one else has done your hair. I'm for me it's like I'm very optics with that stuff because I don't want to go in that place. And they awkward and like have somebody else do my hair. And then like the next time I go back, that same person thinks I'm doing, she's doing my hair. But no, Hannah's my girl. I'm, yeah. I, only went, I only went to you that one time, but 
how, how, how would you play out that situation? Or has this ever happened to you, by the way? It, it has. And, and, and to me, it's like this. Look, loyalty is key, right? So there's nothing wrong with it. It, it, it. Whoever he is doing your hair now is a stand-in. So what you do is like, hey, look, Hannah is, you know, my barber. She's the one who usually does my hair. Uh, but I love the shop. Could you do my hair until Hannah comes back? And I'm sure somebody be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, you know, they wouldn't mind taking over for Hannah for, you know, that one cut until she gets back, right? Wouldn't be any big deal. Because she's actually keeping everything, I guess, in-house in the family in the same store. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too much of a big deal. Man, the, the, the problem would be, if the person does your hair well, and then you came back and Hannah comes back, you're like, "Hey, I like my haircut from such and such, right?" <laughs> that, that would be that would be the issue. But I think you know loyalty, regardless of like, look, Hannah, like you know, Hannah does a great job with my hair, and if the person does a good job, you know, you thank her, you pay her, and then but Hannah's still your girl, right? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I think that's that's the best way to handle it. It's it's, it's done happen to me, you know, a, a few times, and everybody understands. You know, it's like, all right, cool, I got you for this one. Mm big deal yeah for me it was like i, I was like i was like do i do it i, I had my whole like curb your enthusiasm larry david moment and i was like ah man i don't i don't i don't want to i don't want to be in this predicament <laughs> yeah yeah oh no nah. you handled it you handled it well you handled it well so i should so i should go in and just find someone at, at the at the barbershop who will do my hair and just let them know like hey hannah's my girl but she's out of town so yeah yeah see and, you this time and, and they'll they'll understand it they'll be like okay cool no no problem we got you we got you yeah yeah, I I can't let it go any longer, JD. It's just it's it doesn't look that bad right now, but it's 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 rough. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it, it's all right, man. It, it looks all right. It looks cool. It looks cool with me. I appreciate you, buddy. Um, b- before we get into uh, the show, uh, I just want to give a shout out to our followers. Um, you guys do have been uh, doing an amazing job. You know. Uh, engaging with our videos online, obviously our, our listeners um, too, but uh, everyone's been doing a great job and it's, you know, our content's getting out there big time over the last few weeks. We've had hundreds of people uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, so we want to give a shout out to all the newbies who are uh, just joining chief concerns for the first time. We hope you guys enjoy the content. Um, and we got, we're going to have stuff coming at you guys all year long um, because there's no off season in uh, chief's kingdom. Man, that's that, true. And just like to say, welcome. You know, welcome, welcome on board to what we do. And so the thing is, we'd like to put out, like you said, great content, talk about some really good things, detailed stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we like suggestions from people. I think, you know, we have one of the, the shows that we're going we gonna to talk some real talk, some real football stuff uh, that you know, people want to hear. Right. And so the thing is, when we have a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, guests coming on and, and you know, we've. You know, we've been kind of busy with these things, but these, the guests will be on uh, fairly soon that we, we, we've we been talking to some people. And obviously with the draft coming in and, and things like that, these next few weeks is going to be pretty, pretty wild, pretty crazy. It's going to be a nice ride, believe yeah. me. So, uh, you know, y'all just stay tuned. Y'all will y'all will not be disappointed, uh, you know. And and, and usually, Barks do a great job of, of, of coming back to the people, talking to them, responding. And I, I try to follow... Also, too, on YouTube and, and respond. I do more likes than responding. I got to get my thing to where I can respond to people because uh, there's some things people say, and I, I love the loyal, the loyal members that we have that come through. And I, I'm always, always grateful for those people, you know, on YouTube and Twitter for sure. So, yeah. welcome to the family. How about that? Yeah. Welcome to Chief Concerns. We're happy to have yeah. you. Yes, <laughs> uh, so, JD kind of hinted at it. We got some good stuff for you guys this week. Um, so 
some you know some good stuff's happened uh, for the Chiefs in the last uh, over the last since our last episode. So we're gonna get into it right now. Um, so first topic tonight is uh, our newest addition to the wide receiver room is fourth year wide receiver Richie James out of Middle Tennessee, uh, drafted by the 49ers in 2018, where they used him as a returner, uh, playing him some snaps in the offense. You got some, you got you got a you got a little elevated role in his second year there when Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel kind of like were out out a little bit uh, during the season. You got some more play on the offense, um, but uh, uh, James did not play in 2021. He was waived by the 49ers, uh, and then he ended up going under undergoing knee surgery uh, at the end of the season. James returned uh, in 2022, signing a one-year deal with the Giants, where he had career highs, uh, catching 57 balls, had 569 yards, receiving and four touchdowns. Uh, and he was also their main punt return with Tony not really playing. He became their main guy um, at the punt return. And also, you have two guys who played with the Giants together now, Tony and uh, Richie James, playing with each other in the Kansas City now. So, J.D., we've talked about receiver, and we're going to get into another receiver later on the show that we, we'd like to talk about. But with Hardman gone, with Juju gone, with Justin Watson gone, James becomes the first guy to kind of replace a room that's been pretty vacant um, so far this offseason. We still, and even with him, we still have two holes to fill, but there might be some other guys in the depth chart uh, that you may think can fill those holes. But what do you make of this signing, and what do you make of the receiver room as a whole right now as we still work to kind of add pieces to that? Uh, i tell you what. So this signing, when, it, when I seen it, uh, I didn't really quite know who the guy was. I, you know, I've seen him with the Giants. You know, the name kind of popped off. Uh, but the guy, man, look, he he has a lot of wiggle to him. He, he can do a lot of different things with the ball in his hand. Uh, he's, a lot of, he's a lot better route runner than what I expected, to be honest with you. Uh, but if anything, and I've been saying this for the last year, two years, uh, with this sign, it, it absolutely shows that the Chiefs uh, has an offense that is a smaller guy offense. It, it is. It, this, this is a kind of gadget system that you don't have your prototypical wide receivers as your guy being the like the number one that you're going to be throwing to, like you know the deep balls and stuff like that. You know, I mean, you have some. But they, they're looking for like the smaller receivers that can get into windows, can get open, make guys miss in space. Uh, this guy, man, he brings everything to the table. He brings it all to the table, man. And I just, I kind of, I went back and I was just watching, you know, some of his his highlights. And so he's he's got a lot of ability. He's been getting better every year. And so the thing is, I think a guy like this who's is in his fifth year, right? This is his fifth year. Uh <clears throat> But you bring it more to the table, start to learn a little bit more about what it means to be in the NFL. And so sometimes when you have these stints in different places and different offenses, uh, you know, you, you get exposed a little bit more. And so with his signing, um, and, and I know we said, I know you said vacant, uh, but maybe I, I would say maybe the word is um, not as experienced, put it that way. Okay. Because there was guys in the room, and we we signed different guys. There's guys that are still kind of here from last year. You know, was on a roster. A lot of questions, obviously, with the guys that's in the in the room. Uh, but with him, him being a fifth year uh, guy, uh, he's he's been to some teams where he's been able to show flashes of of, of brilliance and, and greatness and athletic ability. Uh, but you know, with that being said, now, what do I think about this group overall? Okay. I think this group is a very young group. I think this group is um, a very exciting group. 
I think they're a very athletic group. Uh, and I think this group has a lot of questions to them. Uh, can this group go into the season and 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 be productive? Absolutely. No doubt about it. I think we have enough guys in the room that that have the ability with MBS, uh, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and now you got James coming in, right? Um, and so we, when you're talking about these guys, you know, Justin Ross might, you know, coming on the roster, what he, you know, he's able to do. Um, so you you have guys, not to mention uh, the support cast around them. When I'm saying support cast, we're talking about the running backs, and then we have the tight ends, right? And so we can't we can't leave them out of the whole equation as far as you know taking uh, 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 balls away from you know the wide receiver room. And so we know Patrick is one of those guys. He's a quarterback that loves to pepper the ball around the entire field to a, to a bevy of guys. And so to me. Uh, these guys can absolutely go into the season and, 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 and get it done. Right. And so this, this signing right here kind of shows like they're leaning a little bit toward their way, right. With some guys that are young uh, guys that, that, that don't quite have that experience, but they given confidence in saying these guys can do it. And so we, we know what we have on the roster. We signed uh, John Ross is another guy that we signed. Uh, Who's who's kind of like he, he's kind of a journeyman, different teams, uh, has been around. Uh, he's got some things to prove. And so, you know, this might be the time for him to be able to do it. Uh, the one guy, I can't even what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. That was, uh Smith Marset. Smith's Marset. Now, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I I've kind of watched some of his highlights. You know, you look at highlights, you know, obviously it's gonna be the best plays and stuff like that. Hadn't really had a chance to actually go in and, and a deep dive into how this guy gets open, all these different things. But the plays that he made and what he was doing, uh, he, he's got some ability. He, he did no doubt about it. So I, I think he's one of those guys that will give you 110% every chance that he gets. Uh, he's seemed like he's a guy to put his hard head on and he's, he's going to come to work every single day. And so you like guys like that in the room. You like guys like that in the room. And so you have that. You have those guys like that in the room who's here to prove things. People doubt them. Uh, but to me, I still think, okay, and this is me, right? I still believe that we still need another veteran presence, okay? What the present presence brings to that table, what they give you is experience. They bring, you know, you know, Helping guys be in the right possessions, right? What you need to do as far as a receiver to get open, you know your, you know your, your entire, um, you know job, you know what what you you're supposed to do in that position, what you're supposed to give to a team. Now, obviously, you're gonna get that from you know Patrick's gonna do a good job, especially out him throwing to these guys right now. But these. I, I always I always look for a veteran guy, man, a veteran voice to come in, man, and just kind of give a little bit of uh, uh, a leadership. So I think MVS is one of those guys. Uh, James is another guy that's going to be, you know, he's been played for a little while. Uh, but still need somebody, man, I think. It's going to kind of show him a little bit more of the ropes. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to get into the – there's one specific guy we've been following uh, for the, pretty much all offseason. Uh, but you mentioned a couple guys um, – and talk about the guys that we do have some, you know, you know, we signed John Ross who a futures contract when the season was over. John Ross still has the fastest 40 time in a combine history. And we know we like the speed guys and we like to, we like the short stature guys as well. Um, 
Do you think, I mean, and also the, the main ones, Justin Ross, everyone's talking about, you know, had had the serious injury in college, um, but at one point was, hey, number one receiver on a Clemson team that had T. Higgins and Hunter Renfro on that squad. And he was the he was the lead dog uh, on that squad. Um I mean, there's, there's there's been some clips uh, from him um, in the uh, at the Texas camp that Mahomes is hosting, and he looks. I mean, he looks solid. I mean, he looks like he's healthy, um, and that's where they were, they were hoping by sitting him out last year that he could get gain health and come back and, and be the guy. I mean, I know it's one thing that like a lot a lot of Chief fans want this to happen. They want us to be the team to kind of you know get Justin Ross and make him like look. He we got him the we undrafted it was an undrafted signing for us. Yeah. Gave me a year off, and he now he's gonna blossom here. I know we don't want to give this type of expectations for a guy who was an undrafted uh, player. Um, but what do you think are the chances of Justin Ross, you know, having this one year off that, you know, he played for a team where he could get that leeway where he, Hey, like sit out this year, get, get right. And come back next year. What do what, what do you realistically, what do you think um, we could see Justin Ross? What do you think we could get from Justin Ross this year? And this is based on just, just routes on air right now. That's all everyone's basing these highlights on right yeah. now. Look, listen, I, I think, you know, the guy's talented, right? We, we know that. And, and like you said, with the team that was rife with, you know, other talent with Higgins and, and Renfro, uh, he shined. He, he, he was a guy. He was a man. And it was a reason. Uh, and the thing is, it's all about, you know, is he going to be healthy? That's the question with him. That, that That's really the reality of what we're talking about this situation. He will be an absolutely wonderful surprise. If he's able to remain healthy through this season, uh, being with Patrick Mahomes, learning and 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 you know uh, it, you know starting to develop through the offense and all those different things, man, he 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 will be an absolute pleasant surprise. And so uh, I think that's really the main thing that everybody's kind of looking at. That's what they're looking for. Uh, if a guy like this can stay on the field, shoot, then he he without a doubt uh, fills a lot of the holes that you had and uh, some of the questions that you were thinking of going into the season. You know, during the offseason. Uh, and so it's the same thing kind of with, with, you know, John Ross. Well, he might have the, one of the fastest 40 times, but I don't care how fast you are. If you ain't on the field to show it, it don't matter. You have, you can be 4-2 on the, on, on, on the streets. You know what I mean? True. So, uh, and he's he's had a couple of stops. Uh, Giants in Cincinnati, for, for one, I know for sure. Yep. Uh, was there another one? Did he Was he at the Cardinals? I mean, I know the only places he got burned, like playing time, was uh, Cincinnati, New York. Um, I, knew, I knew those two, yeah, for sure. So I don't know if he was that on third or not. But, but but going back to it, you know, what I was just saying about him is, look, he he has speed. We know he has speed. Okay. Uh, can he stay on the field? That, that that's the main thing. And so I, I, it it. it we, we could talk about all these guys' abilities and what they can do and how fast they are and whatnot. Uh, uh, the the best abil- ability is availability, right? We, we know this. We know <laughs> the best ability is availability. And so if you're not available, then you can't display the 4-2. You can't show the flashes and the speed. You can't show all those things. What good is it if I have a, a, a Maserati or Ferrari in the, in, in the, uh, in the garage that's got two flats on it? <laughs> Right, I mean, it's sure. it doesn't look good. Oh man, it looks good. You, you know how fast that thing? Yeah, I know how fast it goes. Uh, when you gonna get those tires fixed? Well, I, I, that's a different question, right? It might just have the main day in the garage. Uh, but man, look, John Ross, uh, Justin Ross, 
These are two Ross guys, the two Ross brothers. I'm starting on the Ross brothers. Okay. okay. We're able to get something out of those guys. And 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 hopefully it's a pleasant surprise, like I said. Uh and what everybody's anticipating. Uh then man, the Chiefs are gonna be in in in, in a better position than they were uh after the season was over. So I uh I I, I do believe uh if Justin Ross stays healthy. He's going to bring a lot to the table, man. He, I think he's going to be an exciting guy. Especially, can you imagine a guy who hasn't played? The type of passion where he's ready to come out here and the fire he's ready to let loose? Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for him. I mean, I, I know that feeling. I know how that feels to actually be uh, set out with an injury, okay, for an entire year. Then all of that pent up, like, waiting to come out and talent what you want to display – you just let it all hang out, man. You just like nothing can stop me. Like, you know, I done been in the dumps. Now it's time for me to show what I can do. And I tell you what, the Chiefs Keenum, man, will welcome me with open arms. They're talking about it right now. He will come, man. I just, oh my gosh, I can just see the excitement right now. So uh, hopefully it works out. Hopefully that works out, man. I hope he stays healthy all the way through, learns everything he needs to offensively, man. It just helps out the Chiefs tremendously. Yeah, he has and his story too. I mean, if he forget, I know there's a lot of Chief fans who think he's going to become the, the the next big thing, and I, and I think that's unfair to him to place these these expectations on him, like the acting like he's a number one or two two top two round pick. It's like you know, he was an undrafted guy. He had this, that really awful spinal injury, and he had the foot the, the foot injury that he had to get surgery on last year. But it's yeah. like don't place these expectations on the guy. Like if he can get on the field and give us even when Justin Watson gave us last year, or even yeah. a little bit of that. That, that that's gold. He was an undrafted guy. Let's not forget that. Uh, but well, yeah, if he shows anything, what he showed in Clemson, forget about it. Well, look, and, and this is what a, a veteran player presence would do. A veteran player would be able to help in his development. Like, listen, man, hey, all you need to go out there and just do your job. That's it. You don't have to think you had to come in and be as you know, uh, uh, you know, save the entire team and everything will be on your shoulders. We got guys here. We got several guys here. All you need to do is add on to that. That's it. And just do your job. You do your job. And just when you go out there and you just go play this lights out, that's all we need for you to do. Don't worry about no pressure, anything like that. Right. You don't beat the odds. Okay. You was a free agent. They said they didn't even know if he was going to play because of, you know, what you was going through medically. Uh, right now, this is a blessing. Hey, take it for everything that it's worth. Okay. Don't put nothing else on you that you don't need to. Okay. You just go out there and just play ball. That's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Some people said never expected him to play football again. I mean, he's already he's already to five thoughts in, in in that respect already. Right, and, and like I said, a veteran guy is going to be able to help him with that transition. He's going to be able to help him in that growth. You know, understanding what it means to kind of be in the NFL. So and these guys, I mean, you know, MVS and those guys, they help him out. They will. They help him out. So, uh, so hey, look, and, and I, I want to miss this. There's a lot of compelling stories just in that room in itself, right? I mean, seriously, if you think about it. With guys that went through injuries and whatnot, and then maybe uh, thinking you were something and you're not, maybe the expectations, you know, was high. Then all of a sudden you don't, you know, you don't feel them. Hey, man, th th this might give these guys uh, a little bit of like that, that, some edge that they need. You know what I'm saying? Something on their shoulders that that they can all just, you know, band together and 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 try to try, try to uh, attack. So that's a good, good point. That's a, that's actually a very good point. It's a very hungry. It's very um. 
it's a it's a very prove yourself uh, wide receiver room. Guys who have a lot to prove to to, to to a lot of doubters out there for whatever reasons. Where Tony people thinking he's a bust, John Ross thinking he's a bust. You know, um, Sky Moore coming from a Mac school. You know, not it's being a smaller stature guy. A lot of countered out type guys in one room, and I think that I think that there's there's a lot to say to that. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So be good. Yeah, can't have a better can't have a better guy at the helm though, Patrick Mahomes. Like, because it, it, it and, and I, people need to understand the importance of having a quarterback like that, who is somebody who is on your side all the time, who is rooting for you all the time, who doesn't get on you about if you miss a route, if you don't understand something. Like he seemed like a guy that's going to explain it to you. He's very easy going and just that, that's that's the type of quarterback you need. Can you imagine these guys playing for an Aaron Rodgers? I mean, seeing what happened last year with these some of these guys. You know what I mean? And I just I I couldn't it it'd be the worst situation ever for somebody like a young group like this to go in and play. MVS seen it. Just like was ready to get out of there, right? Yeah. Sucker so happy he was able to come down here in uh, in Kansas City. And then guess what? Sucker stri- he, he, he was striving. Yeah. So sometimes, man, change of of, of a venue and environment will do it for you. And all these guys have been different places. Maybe this is home for them. This is welcome. Welcome home. You're, you are here. You are home. You don't have to look over your shoulders. You come out here and you work. You are home. So, well, it shows you what kind of environment to, to, just to piggyback off that, talking about Mahomes, but what you have with Mahomes versus a guy like Rodgers. Mahomes is the second year he's running this Texas, this little Texas camp for receivers. Yeah. Some of the guys who are there are guys like Justin Ross who didn't even play last year, who's there running routes. And he was a guy who was just sat out all season. Smith Marset, who, you know, we signed at the end of the end of the year, who, you know, these guys, and you know, I, I guess a good way, you know, Rogers is one of those is, is, is essentially the way Rogers and the, the, all the media, the way everyone's kind of talked about him, but you know, I'm not telling rookies the hand signals. You have to figure that out in your, on your own. It's like an A-list actor, not talking to the other actors on set. Mahomes is the A-list actor, and he's talking to everybody, and everyone, and that, and that's why he's so different compared to a Rogers type. You know that that's what it seems like to me, right? He, he's like he's like Denzel Washington taking the, taking the young uh, young people under their wing and talking to them, right, about what the business is all about and how you're supposed to do it. Yep. You know, ain't like some of these other, I guess Yahoo's who, who's a an actor that you've heard has been like that. Like you don't even don't like don't look at me. Like, you can't even speak to me. I know Christian Bale kind of got like one of those things and one of those raps and stuff. Oh, uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, he he's um, apparently uh, the, what I've read on a lot of these them big 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 uh, pop culture guy. But uh, oh. apparently, with Tom Cruise, you you can't you can't look at him in the eyes. He 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 doesn't doesn't like people looking at him in the eyes. Tom when you, Cruise. When you address him, you cannot. If you're the first time addressing him, you cannot look at him in, in, in his eyes. He pretty, he pretty much has to give you permission to look at him and then straight in the face. Well, he's only five three, so I don't know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'm just messing. Hey, look, I'm just I'm, I'm playing Tom. So hey, <laughs> no, seriously, like for real, like don't look at you in the ass, like for real, like why would? You? But I guess people are like weird like that. Whatever, you know, if, if that's what gets him to to be, you know, the box office star that he, you know, that he is, and you know, he, he feels like it gets him there. I think it's more so. It's about how you make other people feel, right? It's about getting the best out of other people around you. Yeah. So Patrick could do those things. We know Patrick could do those things. Travis Kelsey could do those things. Uh, MVS and those guys that's going to be in the room, they're going to be able to do it. Get another veteran guy there. I'm gonna keep going back to that. Get another veteran guy there that can, you know, boost this 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 whole uh, uh, position up. Yeah. Get a guy there. 
So you're uh last thing on, on the whole Texas stuff. Um, Mahomes, uh, there's a video of Mahomes throwing uh balls to all the receivers, but then your boy Jody Fortune was there rocking a uh a black mamba, Kobe Bryant jersey, catching balls on the field. It was, I mean, Mahomes dropping him in the bucket. I mean, yeah, it, Fortune, look, Fortune looks good. I, I don't know if he's been in the weight room, but he looks jacked up, man. Yeah, Fortune looks like he's primed for a, a real, a real big season. And hey, if we don't fill this room with another veteran, maybe he's getting more uh, uh, snaps out of the uh, at the X position. Maybe, maybe, maybe going out. Well, I, look, we know we know that guys can is it, so varied uh, offense. We know Jody can go out there wide and and make anybody look silly. Yeah, he can go up and go get the football too. He can make plays. So, like I said, that that I think if if you're looking at it from that standpoint, full perspective, the whole scope of things, we know we can fall back on the tight ends. We already know we got the number one tight end in the league. Period. Okay, and catches and yards and you know, it, it, exciting. Uh, and then you got Jody Forson who's right there with him. The old Gray could come out there and do whatever and catch the same thing. It's where he's learned a lot from Travis. So, yeah, capable guys in the room. We got, we got guys. We got guys on our offense, right? We do. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we could find a veteran guy. Who would that veteran guy be? You know, I don't know who that to. <laughs> no. uh, well, that's a perfect segue, J.D. Uh, so, the last few weeks, we've been talking about DeAndre Hopkins. We, and we've led the Ooh. show with the D, D Hop. DeAndre, De- Hop- DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre We've been Hopkins. talking about him. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't noticed. I haven't noticed that. No. Go ahead. No. <laughs> and we've actually and we've actually led the show with DeAndre Hopkins in like the last four episodes. And today was the first time in about three weeks we didn't lead the show with DeAndre. Maybe that tells you what we think about our the sweepstakes opportunities. But uh, nonetheless, here's the latest on the D Hop sweepstakes. D Hop is an elite guy. You and I, we want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right, right away. It makes sense to go get D-Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D-Hop. D-Hop. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. They trade their fourth-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? D-Hop. That's who I would want. Shoot. Well, <laughs> I'm like, hey, D-Hop. Before you even name anybody else, D-Hop. So this past week, the Baltimore Ravens signed OBJ to a one-year deal worth up to $18 million. With 14, I think a 13.8 guaranteed. Um, yeah. So, uh, with all reports uh, indicating that the Cardinals are going to release DeAndre Hopkins with the Patriots not wanting to pay up um, as far as draft assets and, you know, the Chiefs not wanting to pay that the remainder of his deal. Um, my question to you is, JD, and also with DeAndre Hopkins, um, I guess the Cardinals have their, the new the early workouts. Hopkins is not showing up to those early workouts with the new coach they have, so he's not going to those. Um, and the Jets are a new team, apparently, that's interested, but I hear the Jets are interested in every receiver. Like, I, I, with this whole Rodgers thing, I feel like the Jets are thrown out there in everything now. It's like, oh, Jets are interested. Jets are interested. They've already signed two receivers this offseason, and they're gonna, they have to make way for the Rodgers contract. Um, but so my question is with this OBJ game, this about 15 million or 18 million or a deal, how does this? impact uh how things are going to go with this deandre hopkins negotiations if he becomes available in free agency and do you think this prices us out potentially of uh, the d hop sweepstakes oh boy man hit him over the head obj he got joker he did it he gave he hit him over the head he got it he was like i'm sticking to my guns somebody gonna sign me somebody gonna do it right so good for him Hey, good for him getting the money he was, he was looking for, right? 
Uh, yeah, man. That, 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 I know DeAndre's saying, listen, that, that joke will get 15, almost 18, get with incentive wise. Get, hey, I know I'm as good as that, if not better, right? I can see him having a conversation like, hold on, OBJ, oh man, he'll put us back in the game, right? He'll put us back in the game. And I look, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm, look, I am not mad at it. I'm all about guys getting paid. I'm, I am. I'm about guys getting paid. Okay. If you can get it, get it. Period. That's 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 where I'm at. Okay. Uh, and the thing is, because what how the market has been going, the guys that work free agencies and getting signings and whatnot, guys were getting big contracts. You know, they was look the owners and everybody. You know, have been talking, have been talking. Trying to set the market, you know, getting everything kind of under order. That's what they were trying to do, get it all in order. Uh, yeah, it makes it difficult. Makes it a little grim, you know, as far as, you know, D-Hop signing. It's not impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible. But it always will fare on what does D-Hop want the most, Okay. And it will will we be willing to to pay that, right? Is he will he be willing to take less than OBJ is making? You know what I'm saying in a new contract if the Cardinals release him. I, and it seems like because what you said, he's not coming to the well. They voluntary workouts anyway, so I, I, I wouldn't. I don't really make that as a big deal. Shoot, you know what I mean? You don't have to be there anyway. New coach though. I don't care. I don't care who it is. He <laughs> haven't been in the league for ten. He hasn't sucking to be in the league for ten ten years, about year eleven. Hey, and and if he D Hop has his own workout and things that he does, uh, yeah, the, the new coach would know. Like, listen, you know what? I get it. Okay, uh, if you have your routine, I don't want to interrupt that whatsoever. Uh, I know guys. I've I've been there and I heard different people talk. And when veteran guys, man, when you have a new regime come in. It gets a little testy. It gets a little testy. And so, you know, you might have a guy come in like, yeah, we need all the guys here because we need a set of standard. And the example, like, huh? Wait a minute, hold on. I've been doing all this before you even thought about getting hired. Okay? I, why would you interrupt my routine for the things that you're, you're trying to set? Like, and, and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a coach trying to set a standard, doing things his way. Okay? But there is like this, there's a rule. There's understanding with with coaches and veterans on uh, how they do things. It, it really is. They're, they're, you have to have good rapport. And so, with the younger guy who's trying to make a roster, who's trying to make uh, you know some type of influence, uh, hey, they need to be there. No doubt about it. There ain't no if, buts, or maybes. Uh, a guy that's established in the league, one of the best in the league. Who you know is a hard worker. You never heard anything bad as far as like being, you know, if he works hard or not. I don't think it's even an issue. I'm sure they've had a conversation, if, if anything, like, hey, look, D, D how we don't need you here. Okay. Uh, just letting you know on board, we got things out here. Uh, I'll talk to you. I'm sure the, the head coach is probably talking to him directly. Other guys, he ain't, he ain't picking the phone up for them guys. Just not. It's just how the things work. Uh, but kind of going back to what we were talking about, yeah. It's, it does put a little uh, a bleak setting on the whole situation with D Hop, uh, maybe signing uh, the Chiefs. We look, we know we've been watching what them jugglers have been signing, who they haven't been signing, and what they're not giving up. 
And boy, them jokers, I don't know if they're trying to do 15, 18 million uh, for anybody. Okay. Uh, you know, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes uh, and Chris Jones, right? Or maybe Travis Kelsey. Other than that, hey, you know, everybody else, they can get their walking papers. Okay. They're trying to do something different. They, they've been successful uh, so far doing it. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't know where it puts everything. But here's the thing. Look, Marcus, let, let's, let's be honest here. Uh, as much as there's been going on this whole entire offseason, but we don't, we don't know what these guys are thinking. We have no idea what these jokers are going to do. Okay? They could pull a rabbit out of the hat so fast. Uh, and look at the guys that we never thought of they might be looking at before. Guys are going to sign different places that we never thought was going to work. We just didn't see it. I, you know, so... Um, this this off season is is a, a conundrum. It really is. We just we just don't know. Uh, and, and as much as we think we know, and the things that we do here, we hear they have a whole different mind of what they're doing. Okay, they have a whole different uh, uh, staff and scouts and everything that they're doing. And even when they're putting these reports out, and I'm you're hearing things from different guys, you know, and, and this this involved and it. Hey. Veach is the only one, him and Andy's, and they making the they making the choices. And Hunt, believe me. So that's how that thing works. Yeah. Um, I, I think um because I, we've seen I've seen some comments on our YouTube channel, people saying that uh Veach and the Chiefs are playing money ball like the Oakland A's in uh MLB, you know, not want, not really wanting to pay anybody, just kind of like looking for looking for the hidden gems all over the place. Yeah, you know, the analytics of how are we going to do it? So we're going to make this work. Okay, we, we see it. We see it happening. We see it happening right now. And that is apropos. It really is. So, uh, and have they been able to get away with it? It's been yeah. successful. They've been winning. So, you know, that's the formula right now. But yeah. even with that formula, right, there, there might be just something thrown into that. Might be like, Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. We didn't even see this thing coming. Hopefully, you know, we we talking this thing up. But uh, and like I said, I'll go back to D Hop. Uh, would he take less to win a championship or win a ring? Okay. Because so this would be based off this would be based off his legacy. Uh yeah. and what do you he wants to get to the game? Uh I I I guy, Marcus Spears, he 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 agrees with us. He wants D Hop to go out to Kansas City because he sees it. He knows, like, man, D Hop. He's such a great wide receiver, a great guy. We want a guy like that. We you want a guy like that to get a ring. Okay. Mm-hmm. You really do. Uh, and so certain guys that you cheer for, Diop is one of them. I love for him to see him in a, in a Chiefs jersey. I love for him to see him in KC. Love to see him here. You know, will we be able to make it happen? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, and uh I will say uh, you mentioned uh, you know Mahomes' contract, Chris Jones' contract, Travis Kelsey. I think we may have gotten a little spoiled because Travis Kelsey is is taking what he's taking because I mean he could ask for the King's ransom based on what his production. So I think we have gotten spoiled. Some of these guys getting you know getting you know Mahomes doing a ten year contract to spread it out so he doesn't so he didn't take that a lump sum like I think Burrow was asking for fifty million dollars a year or something something crazy. Um, so. Yeah, we're, I think we're a little bit spoiled in the Chiefs Kingdom. That's why we're uh, we're hoping all these guys take these uh, these discount type deals. But right, right, what are you gonna do? No, man, it's, 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 
It's part of the deal, man. It's part of the deal. So I'm still holding out hope that, you know, they say that they might cut D hop and then they'll take anything at this point, any kind of traffic. I'm still holding out hope that we are host. The chiefs are hosting Kansas city is hosting the draft. So I'm saying, I'm just thinking about night. What we said it on our, one of our early uh, podcasts. I think that what will excite a, a fan base, even people who are on the fence with D hop, everybody uh, fifth round, whenever everyone's kind of falling asleep in the fifth round of the drafts, all of a sudden chiefs trade uh, Arizona Cardinals and chiefs uh, Cardinals run out on the clock for the fifth round pick. The Chiefs are trading the fifth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Then you have a reworked deal with DeAndre Hopkins. I just feel like people would go nuts. And I, I think, I mean, to, to keep people alive and with it in, in the, the third day of the draft, I mean, it'd be, be, be amazing. <laughs> Man, look, they, they would go nuts. We, we know they would. There's no doubt about it. I think everybody would go nuts. If, if you if you wouldn't love to have a D-hop on your team, then I have no idea uh, what, you, what you're thinking about and who you are. I really don't. <laughs> But it's just like now with all these these different things that's been happening, you know, guys we've been signing and, you know, seem like the direction we're going, it just it seems uh, starting to go further and further out of our reach. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but it just it seems to keep going like that. God, like, oh, man, OBJ signing really threw a monkey wrench in that sucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it did for, for the money aspect. So. Yeah. But the, the one thing I did want to ask you about, because uh, we actually texted right when that Richard James signing happened, and I asked you, do you think this means we're done with the D-Hops or are we out of D-Hop sweepstakes? I mean, there are two different types of receivers. And I, I forget about the money aspect, for example, and I, I, unless you were saying that you think we're out because the, the money aspect and signing another receiver like that, that kind of means we're out. But like, there are two different types, I mean, two totally different types of receivers. So it's like, do you, I mean, because what what do you think that means we are that 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 is, is an added reason to say like yeah I think we might be out on this is to signing him altogether, and it's both really, because what they went out and got they got a guy that fit more into the offense right more what we we've seen in the past few years of what they do okay uh, how many how many times we've been asking for the fade route you know the jump ball. Okay, uh, kind of like traditional things, bringing some some big receivers here. They just hadn't really done it. Why? Because they like the guys that got the body type, or like Darius Tony, six foot uh, or under six foot. You, you got a whole bunch of those guys <laughs> that are like little uh, 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 water bugs. <laughs> you know, hey, every every single uh, player I, I watched on uh, uh, on James was like reverses. Things what we do, right? Throw to the flat. Don't get open. Final window. Same thing with, uh, you know, we know John Ross does that. It's, it's you know, slack guys. That's what they are. You know, uh, James plays bigger. Plays like one of my boys, man. Shout out to my boy, man, uh, Bobby Washington, B-Watch. Man, that's my dog. He's my roommate in college, and he he reminds me a lot of him. He's a guy that was a 5'10 receiver, uh, can make guys miss, but he played bigger than what he was. He just played bigger. Now see that in James, man. He, he's he's like I said, he's learning uh, to play a lot bigger than what he is. So when you see him and he gets up and he does a little mite, little mite like that, and I'm like, look at that shot, shot <laughs> <his> muscle. <laughs> there you go. Show all of it. Sure, go ahead. Uh, be proud of it. But D Hopper, yeah, is a, definitely a different receiver. But it is a, so it is because they've been getting more of those that that prototypical Kansas City guys, smaller guys here in this offense, 
to maybe the prototypical guy who is 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", and can go up and do all these different things, right? Uh, But, and then the money aspect. It's the money. I think it's the money. That OBJ is like, geez, okay. That that really, because then all of a sudden, you got to swallow some pride, okay, with that. It's like, okay, you know what? I, I've kind of, I probably could have signed for somewhere around twelve to fourteen to win a championship ring, but OBJ going over here and getting that much money, mm-hmm. he that might be a little tough. I don't know, man. But hey, anything is possible, right? That's what, yeah, that's that's what you did. I, I love that. That was the from the Day, right? Uh, one of our post game shows. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey man. Yeah, I mean, and, and the timing of it all is really weird too. We signed Richie James, and I think the next day is when the OBJ signing happened. So it's obviously Veach and them got wind of what was gonna what he was gonna sign for in Baltimore. So they're like, you know what? Let's uh let's just go ahead and cut our losses and just go get Richie James right now for a one year. I don't think I, I haven't seen the, the numbers on it. I know it's a one year deal, but maybe I'm assuming it's the one year three million dollar special. <laughs> For, assuming uh, Richie James, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the V special. <laughs> look, man. Hey, hey, look. The Joker only has uh, it was fifty-seven receptions. It was his best season. He had twenty-three before that, six, and then nine. So that I mean, I don't know how much he's going to ask for, right? He probably yeah. did him. Probably did that Joker a favor. So he, okay, no, it, it was it was one year, one million. Yeah. So he wait, no, 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 never mind. That was what he signed for last year with the uh with uh um Giants. The Giants. Yeah, the, the the details aren't out yet with the with our uh yeah, the details aren't out yet with what we offered him. Yeah, so one, he, one year deal, that's all I know. It's one year deal. So yeah, man, you know, he's it, it's one else prove it, prove what you can do. Yep. Okay. Hey, yeah, we they had a great year last year. Uh, but we we need to prove a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And he also provides a little bit in the, in the special teams room. And, and you're right. One thing we did talk about last year was you know having the jump ball guy, having the Josh Gordon. We were we were on that. Josh Gordon, look, what he's doing the XFL right now. Tie for uh, tie for third in uh, receiving touchdowns in the XFL right now. Last year's oh yeah, well, it's not surprising. It's <laughs> not surprising at all. You know, but but. You know, we we weren't looking for that for the teams. Uh, I guess not. No, he he has in in uh, he has tw- in eight games played. Josh Gordon's got twenty seven catches for three hundred seventy nine yards and four touchdowns. So he's he's excelling in the XFL. Good for him. Yeah, but I guess uh, we we we've yeah. moved, we've moved on. <laughs> That's like that, man. I, I'm I'm always a Flash fan. Put it that way, because I want the guy to do well, right? Still rooting yeah. for him. Still rooting for him. So, yeah, man, hats off to uh, Josh Gordon. No doubt about it. Yeah. Name we hadn't said in a while, man, but that's that's still our guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Still our guy. All the best for him. All the best. All the best for Josh. Yeah. The Seattle Dragons having a good – having a solid season. That's that's the team he plays for. <laughs> okay. Have you watched any XFL yet this year or no? I have not. I have not. I have not yeah. watched. I've, I've, I've only seen a little bit of it. The, the, the D.C. team um, – I make a joke. That's the only DC team I I, I root for. So the DC Defenders. <laughs> oh, really? Um, they were on. Unde- they were undefeated for a little bit. I, I don't know anymore. I, I haven't really been following. But 
Um, yeah, I got a couple of boys, man, that's actually coaching. I think they might be with the DC Dependents. I think. No way, really. Yeah. Uh, who's the head coach there? Ooh, I don't know who DC Defenders head coach is. Uh, DC Defenders. Is it Reggie? It is. Yeah, Reggie Barlow. Reggie Barlow. Yeah, Reg is up there, man. No, Reggie. Then you got Vern, uh, 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 Vernon Dean. Wait, Coach D- Dean's a coach? Yeah, he's out there. Yes, my, I didn't know that. Yeah, my guy. Yes, he is. Yes, I he mean, is. Yeah, uh, I mean, the season's almost over. So, so you got to come up for a game. We, we, we can go get some backstage. Uh, I, let's do that. Matter, uh, uh, Jamie. Jamie Sharp was up there, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize Coach Dean oh, boys, was up with the staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, he's DB's coach, man. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah man. We, I, look, I'm going to come up here to D.C. Come check it out. That, that That is – we'll make it happen, Marcus. We'll make that happen, all right? Yeah, that, there's only two games left in their, in their season. So, they have Sunday and then um, uh, next next Sunday is their last game. And then I think they – I don't even – because they didn't – because the last season got canceled during COVID. So, I don't, I don't even know how they did playoffs for, for that, but – yeah, it's it's doing well as far as uh, ratings wise. So I mean, I think I, I, as far as I read, it's going to be back next year, just like the USFL is. So that that's good. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's it's a fun league for people who can't get enough football. It's it's, it's great to have that, you know, all all year long. So this Sunday and next Sunday. Yeah, and then it goes to playoffs. I think I think they're away. They're they're there this Sunday. And then they're away uh, to end the season on the twenty second, and I, I don't know how the playoffs go after that. Uh, who do they play in away? San Antonio, oh, uh, the San San Antonio Brahmas. Oh, okay. Oh, the Brahma Bull, yeah, the, the Rock. I got. You. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, what are, so what other Chiefs things we got going on? So the other one, so we had a, a popular uh, a video that made the rounds on Twitter this week was our newly signed left tackle, Juwan Taylor, doing his thing. Um, uh, and it's a video that everyone's talking about how athletic he looks compared to our last left tackle, you know, the one who played tennis to uh, get ready for the season. Um, there's a lot of people who are talking about that, and I actually wanted to get you to watch the video and to comment on what you see from Juwan Taylor and what you you love about what, what you see. And obviously, like it's hi- like highlight videos, I mean, what 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 workout video are you gonna watch that isn't badass that you're not gonna be like, man, this is this is this guy's awesome. So right. like uh wanted to get you to comment on it. So we're gonna we're gonna play the clip uh right now of what uh what our guy Juwan Taylor's been up to um this offseason. Oh fine, fine. Okay. Good feet, quick, good, good punch. Good leg drive. Oh, okay. Right tackle set. I like it. Get some good work in. As long as it's in good hands, 100. What do you think? Looks impressive. Look, it looks athletic. Look, look like a man's working, man. Where he's working hard. So it's always good. It's always good to see somebody in the lab doing work. Uh, and he look like he's getting it in. 
But uh, his feet looks really good. His great feet, looks athletic, getting over the bags and whatnot. Uh, I see some of the footwork, some of the drills. Uh, hand hits, we didn't really see a whole lot of that. Uh, but, you know, just kind of placement, getting hands up, uh, some of the sets. You know, we know these things are different, obviously, when you have somebody in front of you. But it's good. It's good that he's he's getting it down. He's getting these things uh, uh, sharpened up. He's, he's he's you know he's making sure, man. He he's he's gonna be ready. He's gonna be ready. Uh, now nah, that's that man. That's that, that's that looks good. It looks good. I'm 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 happy he's here. Absolutely happy he's here. Uh, so I seen I seen a, a, a right tackle set, left tackle set. So, right, left, could be. He could be, look, we know he, he's been right tackle. We know he's been successful right tackle. So that's his natural position. Could he transition over to the left? Sure. I'm, I'm sure they're looking at his athletic ability to transition over to the left. We know that. Uh, the question is, uh, who are the Chiefs going to get in the draft in the first round? That's the question. Are they going to draft a tackle, left tackle, or are they going to go a different direction? That's the question. And we know they've had Anton Harris there, Daryl Wright uh, there at the facility. Uh, both of them, Anton Harris, traditional left tackle, uh, Darnell Wright, right tackle, who has played left tackle, has has left tackle background, uh, is very athletic, like Juwan Taylor, can play both sides. He's played some guard also, even. Uh, he's he's very athletic. And so I don't have any question about any of those guys, Anton or Darnell Wright, coming in and playing, or Jawan Taylor playing left. Uh, I think we, we'll be in great hands. We'll be in great hands. Like he said, Patrick Mahomes is in great hands, 100%. I, I agree with it. I believe it. The sucker says he, he's in great hands. I believe it. So uh, we paid him to. So. That's what it's all about, man. He does his job, but I look like he's going to do it. Uh, so I, I think that's what it's going. That's what it's going to be. I think it's what it's going to be. So I really do believe and still think that we're going to draft a left tackle in the first round. I think it's where we're going with it. So, so you, you think based on what you saw in the video, you saw you saw him in, in, in a right stance and in, in a left tackle stance. Um, yeah. So you think so, and you and you still think we're, we're going to draft a tackle with our with our top pick? Probably, with our with our with our first, you think the, probably with the best one available. I think so. I think I think without a doubt, I think we will get the left tackle in our draft. Uh, and, and if I'm not right, I don't know if I heard this or read this, but Grunny, I think somebody told Grunny that he wasn't he wasn't going to play left tackle, that he was going to play right. That Juwan Taylor was going to play right, right tackle. So, so I think somebody told Tim Grunhardt. I don't know if I read this or something. I don't know. Maybe I was drinking, but maybe I read this somewhere. <laughs> But I had to I had to call Grunny and find out. But I think somebody gave reports that nah, man, he's going to be a right tackle uh, in the in the, you know for the Chiefs. Uh, so if that's going to be the case, then obviously we're looking for the first rounder to be left tackle. But if 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 we need to, we need to swing him over to the left. I'm sure he'll go out there and go do it. I don't think it'd be an issue. Like I said, I think we got right tackles. We got guys in the building that can play, right? Darren Kennard is another one. They always a guard and stuff. Yeah, Darren Kennard play guard. He can also play tackle. He can also play right tackle if he needed to. So uh that's that's 
we got that ability. Got guys got that ability. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't know where I've, I've read this. So, but I think that's 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 correct. They somebody said that he was going to play right tackle. So, I mean, if that if that is true, then uh, it's obvious that we're going to have to we're going to go ahead and draft a left tackle, and then we're going to have Juwan Taylor. You know, if need be, if the guy's not ready to play left tackle, and and we have we have enough right tackles on the team right now, so we can fill in that right tackle uh, spot this year. Right, the, the two guys we we got in that came in a bit on a visit are you know one of the top five left tackles in in right in the draft. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what they're thinking. They're, the, the Chiefs are thinking that we're going to have a high draft pick being left tackle. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you look at our top thirty visits, and this one guy that we were planning on having a visit with us is Jalen Duncan from Maryland, left left tackle college, but. The big story here is it's the fit, it would be the fifth tackle prospect to come visit us, um, and throughout this whole process. So it just shows you like what you like what you've been saying all along is that that seems to be the uh, the move here and um and a high priority for us. Yeah, so he, he's the fifth left tackle that's been that, that's visited. It's the fifth tackle prospect to visit us. Yeah. Oh shoot, yeah. So, uh, and 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 Jalen Duncan, uh. He don't strike me as a first rounder, so I'm sure they probably think, "Oh, do we get maybe a different guy, maybe defensive guy, whatever, and, and maybe get Jalen in the second round, or maybe the third? Where, however, they push him out, right? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but all, all these things, all these scenarios are, are you know, are, are doable. All these different scenarios are, you know, definitely a possibility. So. And the beauty about uh, Jawan Taylor, one of the reasons why a lot of people said, like, oh, this is a great signing for the Chiefs because we're a team that loves versatility at the O-line, the guy who can play all the positions. And if that is the case, he's going to play left tackle or right tackle. It's great. And then we draft a guy like Darnell Wright, which is why I'm like, okay, this makes the most sense. It's a guy who's, like you said, played left and played right and played guard. A guy that really fits the mold that we have in Kansas City, a guy who can play plug in and out of different positions on the O-line and – and that's why that's why that makes the most sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it, it would be par for the course is what we is what we like to do on that O line. Um, based on the Jawan Taylor signing, and then getting Darnell Wright, and Darnell Wright is flying up the the draft boards, which would not uh, draft boards as far as mock mock draft boards, but no one knows what's actually going on behind the scenes. Yeah, um, the NFL teams. I, I think you know he's he's a very talented guy. He's a very athletic guy, uh, as he should be. You know, flying up, uh, but. Man, look, it's it's gonna be exciting out there for the draft in Kansas City. I can't wait, man. This sucker is just right around the corner, and I, I I'm gonna be there when they announce it and talk. And I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna be elated with whoever we get, whoever we get. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm just excited. It's gonna be out in Kansas City, man. Hey, God, it's a big deal. Yeah, jeez, huge, 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 huge. So that's good, man. Good um, stuff. So yeah. talk speaking of the draft. So this is something that, you know, whenever we do whoever if we do trade up to get that guy or the person falls to 31, um people are saying right now, I was reading an article, Peter King, uh, who says that no one has any idea who's drafting what. And obviously every year you look at million mock drafts, the Mel Kuypers, the Mayock draft, uh, the Todd McShay uh drafts. 
no one really knows. They never really go. Uh, that's a be- that's a beauty about being a, a draft expert, I guess, because you can make a mock draft for all year long, and then it go nowhere near. It looks nothing like that, but yet you have the job to continue to do the mock draft thing every year. It's probably one of the be- one of the best jobs I have is being a mock draft the analyst guy for ESPN or one of these networks. You oh, can just yeah. you just predict a thirty two team draft or th- uh, a first round, and it could go nothing like that, but yet you have your job again next year and you continue to to project to predict and project. Um, but so uh, Peter King said that, um, essentially no one knows anything. It's probably going to be the most shocking draft ever. Um, he spoke to an, an agent and, uh, one agent told uh, Peter, uh, Peter King quote, the mocks this year are going to be laughable. So many guys repeating the same thing, trusting guys who might not know anything, uh, which is funny because they, we don't know how much these guys know anything at, at all. Uh, but JD as a player, um, I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah, yeah. You you were a guy who was drafted in the second round. You were a player that was mocked anywhere from like mid first uh, or in the teens to um, end of first and then into second. Oh yeah. What what do you rely on as a player? Like when in, in, in gearing up for the draft, what were you relying on as far as like I'm going to be going around here? Obviously, you had your visit, visits, and every team says pretty much it's kind of the same thing. I guess like oh, if we can get your hands on you, we're going to get you. Um, yeah. You know, just team speak, but like. What, what what were you relying on um, as far as like to know when I'm going to go? Uh, I, I mean, kind of talk us about that, that process of trying to figure out where you're going to go. You, you know what it is? It's, you know, you know, the, you know, teams needs. Okay. And, and everybody, obviously your, your, your agent is helping you kind of navigate the entire process as far as like, okay, this team is high on you. This team is high on you. They need a tight end. They need whatever position uh, in this draft. And they're looking to go, you know, maybe first, second, whatever they're looking at, right? And so a lot of projection goes into uh, team needs, right? And so what's the priority for teams? That's what we look at. And I think, you know, mocks obviously go off of that, which they should because it makes sense. Uh, But Peter King saying, well, nobody really knows in the mock-wise. Look, quarterback-wise, we kind of know where everybody's going to go. We have a good inkling as far as like where people may land. Uh, all the other positions is kind of like one of those things. Uh, you know, the one and twos can be, you know, you can switch them. You know, position wise, you know, and, and so yeah, the the first tackle, I think w- without a doubt is going to be my man from uh, you know Ohio State. Uh, but the dude from Northwestern, he's people like him too. Um, uh, so uh, what is Zworski, Zworski, I don't know. I can't pronounce his name right now, right off the top of here. But who had Northwestern? Oh, he plays Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're really mad. It's just, you know, you got to rely on the agent and what you're being told. You're talking to the teams, and the teams are kind of, when they when they bring you in, they're letting you know how you're going to fit. They're letting you know exactly what they want from you. So it's not really, a, it's not a question. I don't know if it's really blowing smoke up your tail. Why, why would they do that? Right. Um, so every team is trying to build rapport, but every team is trying to they're trying to sift you out as far as like, OK, is this the guy? Can he come in here and actually be the, the dude that we're expecting him to be? And so when you see these visits come with these guys, man, it's, you know, it's, it's because they really plug these guys in as being those guys, as being a starter or backup or, you know, we're not going to waste a draft pick on a guy that we're not, we're not serious about or visit. So when they bring guys in and visit, that's what it is. Uh, 
So as a player, man, it's what you, you just gotta rely on, you know, what you what you hear from your uh your agent, what you hear from teams, what you know teams need. Uh, and then you just let the process take care of itself. Right? That's that's the thing about it. You you can't really worry uh because I knew of teams, how many teams needed tight ends. Uh, and then all of a sudden, maybe their priority wasn't tight end, it was something else. You know, and so that's what I, I seen when I went through the process. It's like it every single year. It's like it every single year, unless something is like a glaring need, right? Like, oh my gosh, like we need a quarterback. There's like some teams, like you just, I don't care what you have around you, you need a quarterback to play. Houston Texans need a quarterback. They need one, right? The Colts need a quarterback. We know this, and so. Uh, Things like that, I think, are just kind of like a, a no miss kind of deals. Uh, yeah, we, we, who, who who guys decide that is a priority? It's all going to be on the GMs. It's going to be on the teams, man. They're going to do their homework. They are. I don't know how laughable you know the mocks will be. You know, guys getting paid. I can come do a mock. Heck, I, I mocks for the last couple of years that look pretty good. We've been pretty spot on, right? Yeah, hey, we talked about who we were gonna get. We got George, right? We said something about Sky. Mm. Talked about uh Kennard. Talked yeah. about we talked about Cook, right? Yeah. We we man, we was we was naming guys, you know, that was gonna get drafted. Uh, and we was we was right on it. We were spot on. We were talking about those guys. Shoot. We we actually have our mock draft episode in, in two weeks the 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 Wednesday before the draft the uh, the day before so I mean that's good that I can't I can't wait to see how spot on you are, hey man, you know hey, I get I I know I I did even even the one you didn't get I remember you you had um in one of in one of the ones you talked about you talked about uh Elam being your uh your first round pick hey oh, yeah. right position you were you were you were on it. We got me. Yeah, we ended up yeah. trading up for McDuffie, but hey, we, we were on it. And 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 who do we trade up in front of? We trade up in front of Buffalo, who ended up drafting Elam. So you were you were right there. Right. I was right there. So yeah, man. You know, and guys, look, and guys, know you you watch. Like I said, it's all about you know watching teams and seeing what you know what the need is, uh, how guys will be able to fit into certain schemes. Uh, you know, shoot, you could be you could be the most talented receiver, but you might not be what we need. Like I said, he could be a, a guy who's five nine, five ten. They need a guy who's six four. Yeah. We love you, but we need this guy, right? So they talked about the, uh, you know, TCU receiver. They talked about, you know, uh, what's my man uh, Bijan? You know, they talked about him. Uh, you know, teams would love to have him, but you know, what teams need running backs? Who, who's going to jump on him? Right? Yeah. What it boils down to. Some teams need D linemen and interior O linemen and or let or tackles. Um, yes, and I sir. think that's where, that, that's where we fall in the trenches, really. Right. right. So I think it, for us, I think that's where we're going. The trenches is where we're looking at this year, and if we're not, we should be. Yeah, okay? we should be on both sides of the ball. At least you know tackle, get that out of the way. Uh, obviously, maybe get pack another guy up later on down the road. But D line, defensive end, this hey. Need to start hitting them up. We were talking about that last year, wasn't we? Yeah. So I remember you were uh, big into the um, the dude from Bowling Green, who the Bears ended up drafting like late, 
it, it was a guy that we were like, man, this he's been a fourth round pick. I think he went in like the fifth or sixth. It was a uh, was it Do- Dominique Robinson from uh, from, Robinson. yeah, sucking with throwing flashes up there in, in 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 with the Bears too, man. He he was a problem for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they they traded uh, what's his name because they they want to give him some more playing time. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the dude the Eagles end up again. Uh, the 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 veteran edge Robert Quinn. Quinn, yeah. I'm trying to tell you, Robinson would have woo. That sucker would have been nice. He'd been perfect in this defense. That that would have been a, a field spot for like uh, 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 what's the name of it? Frank Clark. Yeah. Dunlap, you probably wouldn't need those guys. You know what I mean? Seriously. So, well, yeah. I what mean, I know, I, what I know, I only play. You know, I only did <laughs> NFL. Sure, I don't know what the what defense ends and all look like. <laughs> I was I was gonna say it was like you, based on the mock drafts, what you did last year and the, the years prior is like. It's it tells you how. Players, and that's the thing. There's certain, yeah. You know, some of the guys out here, they know the analytics aspect, the numbers side of things. But there's something in a feel, and I and I with my other podcast with Eric Snow. There's something, and when we do game predictions, he like says to like, oh, road trip to back to back. Um, like there's certain times where he'll pick a game, and I'm like, really, you're, you're gonna go with them? And he'll like, give us his 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 reasoning for it, and it, and it happens. I'm like, man, I was like, okay, like I didn't think I I thought the Spurs were gonna beat us, but your reasoning behind it, they, the Spurs end up being the Sixers, and the Spurs are a trash team this year. But like, he has good reasoning behind it, and it's like, okay, he's a player who knows what he's talking about. And when you do your mock drafts and all the other things you talk about in the show, it's like, well, uh, I think this is why uh, we're starting to see, you know, the in the new media age, we're starting to see players, you know, doing podcasts and doing different types of media elements where it's like, well, yeah, it's because these guys know what they're talking about when it comes to the sport, <laughs> obviously. I mean, we haven't seen it. We didn't see plays. We, we see how guys move. We see, you know, what the you know, what type of moves they have, their movement, uh, bends, all those different things. The attitudes, we, you know, we 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 play so much against it that we could recognize these things. We could recognize weaknesses in, in the particular players, uh, their games as well. So, you know, the thing is, when we analyze things, we analyze things maybe a little bit different than other people because we have played a game, right? And so when I'm sitting there watching and somebody might be like, oh, man, this guy looks fast. It's like, okay, who did he play against? You know, what does this Pete look like? You know, was the guy that he was going against, is he a really good guy? You know, what is this talent? So you had to, you, you, all these things you had to go into and measure, you know, in your mind and quantify, like, is this, okay, is this guy a legit dude? Is he legit? So I know defense vents because I done gone against the best, the best ever. And so I know when a guy's like this, this, this dude right here, he, he's 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 an animal. He's a problem. I could tell that. Well, also too with uh, looking at how people look at things differently, you have the numbers people who are strictly they look at numbers, especially advanced statistics, the advanced analytics, which we're seeing so much now, which is a kind of, I roll my eyes at. But players have a thing where it's. It's passing the eye test, right? And that's why numbers can never quantify everything. The watcher, the numbers can't really quantify what the eye test looks like. A guy dominating on the field, but but yet, if you look at look at these numbers, I mean, this guy is not really it. He he ranks in the the fourth, uh, fifth tier type in the, at the position. It's like, uh, I don't know. I'm watching. I'm watching the game tape right here. It says otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it, there's validity in numbers. I, I'm not one to take away from that, but it, you're right. It doesn't quantify everything. It doesn't tell the whole entire story. I always say that, you know, when, when you're talking about statistics, it only tells part of a story, okay? It doesn't tell everything. You can't measure heart, can't measure attitude or passion. 
uh, you can't measure drive in guys. You just can't do it. Uh, you know, based off of reps and all those different things. Yeah, but we can know a certain amount of reps. This guy was very successful in this. Okay, cool. Uh, was he having a bad week? Did something happen at home? I'm like, what, what What was going on? You know, was he injured? Like you had a full, like putting all of that into, you know, the, the, the list, you know, at putting it all into the equation. It's tough, man. It's tough to do. So when, you know, when we talk, and, and you, I mean, like you said, I test, right? Like I was like, man, it, we know that Patrick retreats back further than everybody else. Okay. Maybe another one or two yards, but it's a difference in the game. That's, that's big. It's big when you, when you, when you block and hold guys up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Defensive see it. Defenders see it. So now their junction and their points move. Okay. They adjust. So, yeah, it's just, you know, numbers. Uh, and I, I like numbers, but yeah, it doesn't tell the entire story. So. It's, fu- it's funny you mentioned like the, the, the part of, you know, he may be playing injured and stuff. And that's one thing that I was, um, I was reading an article the other day about how, like, you're starting to see a trend. And whereas back in the old days with, with people focusing so much on the advanced analytics of things, and how teams, you know, are have incorporating that so much. People who never actually played ball, but they're they're numbers people. Yeah. But you're starting to see a trend now where teams are looking at this so much when it comes to contract stuff in the in the and the in the off season stuff. But that players who may have in the back in the day would pay, play through injury because yeah. you know they wanted to try to will their team back. You know, just being their presence, and they may play like crap, whether it's in basketball or NFL. They play like crap. That's because they're obviously going through injury and they're playing regardless of they're playing through the pain, but their numbers are suffering from it. Who does that help and who does that hurt? In the offseason, when we're, we're trying to, when players are trying to negotiate with teams, the numbers took a hit and teams are using that against them in the, in, in, in the statistics. But, but look, I, I played through the season last year hurt, but they don't care. They're looking, they're using your numbers against you. That's why you're starting to see a trend where play, people aren't, aren't, aren't actually playing through those injuries anymore. 100%. One. 100 percent and it all boils down to that negotiation right so yeah there, there there's 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 two thought processes here well yeah okay the numbers what does it show uh but also too hey this guy was low enough to come out here and play like he like he absolutely laid it all on the line to try to help the team out we know he was hurt we know what he was given so we seen him all during week when he's going through the pain and whatnot but now also we don't want to reward him because of his loyalty and putting himself out there yeah, if he decided not to do it, then you wouldn't play, play him because he didn't commit to, uh, you know, trying to go out there at least be an influence on a team. Hint, Lamar Jackson, perfect example. Perfect example. They're trying to use his injuries and stuff like that against Lamar Jackson, okay? When the simple fact that we knew, okay, he didn't have a, he didn't have a contract. He ended up going out there and getting hurt, getting a dean, and they weren't going to guarantee anything else for him, Okay. What makes you think he's not going to put his, his own best interest in, in heart when y'all weren't even taking care of the man? You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's selfish and went out there. What are you talking about? You, you want this guy to go out here and get hurt? He's betting all this on, on the line on himself? This is what he's doing? You want him to give everything, but they're not going, they're not going to give him anything in return? Man, forget all that. Uh, shoot. People get mad all they want to about Lamar Jackson, man. I th- I, look, I commend the guy for doing what he's doing. I do. I hope he gets paid because he should. Okay, with all these other guys, Daniel Jones just got paid. She, 
Lamar Jackson needs to get his money. Okay. And with the Ravens doling out 18 million for a guy who's who's played like on a few games the last two seasons, why not give uh Lamar Jackson <laughs> what do you want? Like yeah, for real. Like that, but that's the, the like when people talk like that, it just miss me with that. Like you don't have the talent or you know, his that playing style, he's gonna be more uh, prone to injury. His playing style is what winning is winning games. That's what's doing it. And so he's still going to be an effective. He's still going to be better than, you know, even if he gets hurt, he's still going to be better than, shoot, 75% of the, the NFL. He's still going to be effective. So I just. Yeah. Well, that's the whole, like, playing through injuries, right? So let's say you play for the team, right? And then the coach is telling you, hey, man, like, you're 75% is better than the next guy, 100%. We want you to continue to play. Even if your number's going to take a hit. But when the offseason comes – Hey, you know, you took a big decline this year. Your numbers didn't look didn't look that good. Like, but hey, but well, you knew I was playing through injury, so all, automatically you got bad blood with, with within the organization. Then you go to a bigger, grander scheme, going to the the, the market. Yeah, they don't they don't know what you went through during the season. Yeah, they may yeah you were hurt, but you know everyone's hurt during the NFL season. But like we're we're gonna pay you based on what you what you, what you showed last year, and your numbers look, didn't look. So it's like that's why players just don't want to play through the injuries anymore because like dude, what, what's that? What's that? That's not costing me. It, it's costing me money, but is what is what is what's doing. You, you, you we don't do we not think that uh, McCall Harmon is not in Kansas City because of some of that that they had something to do with it. Probably, yeah, I'm sure. Right, it's the NFL. That's the business. So he gets injured, comes back out, re-injures himself. Pat on the back. Yeah, man, great, Nicole. But you know, shoot, teams don't know what he went through. They only see that he didn't play. Okay, Uh, we know he has ability about him, and he goes up there, and you know, I don't know if the Chiefs gave my offer or not. We we don't know all these things, right? Yeah. But it just seemed like it was something they had missed. Okay. But hey man, look, they it's negotiating. That's what it's all about. And teams will do that. Teams will they will use it as a bargaining chip, uh, based off your play and availability, best ability is availability. Yep. Right? And 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 rightly so. Look, I'm not gonna take away from it. Sure, we were just talking about before, like uh you know, obviously NBA is a different different animal altogether. But you know, if guys are hurt, they try to go out there and play. Like, man, do I do I put myself out here? You know, because I know, you know, teams need me. Okay, I'm trying to still go out because I'm going out there for my. I'm not selfish. I'm going out there for my teammates. Still want to win. I still want to play. So I'm gonna go put it all out on the line. Yeah. You know, that's just hey, it's the NFL, man. And that's and that's why you know every player you know has to take in has to take into account their own situation first. I mean, first and foremost, like yeah, you're a bit you're a business. Like each individual player is their own business. No doubt, right? Just like the Chiefs are, are a, a business, you whoever the player is is a business, and you got you know you got to make sure like yeah, like what what, what Harmon did was very selfless coming in and trying to play play in that that um the AFC Championship game. He came in, got hurt. And what happened in the offseason? They they look at look, he went from I think projected 10 to 11 million a year and uh, it got made, you know, what's about six with uh, New York. So it's like it it, it hurts, it can hurt, hurt your pocket. So that everyone needs, everyone needs to kind of focus on themselves before the bigger picture because everyone else there is a business. Even last night, I was watching an NBA game, uh, Anthony Edwards for the Timberwolves. 
Played through injury last night, and then today he's getting killed on all the all the hot take shows. Uh, he went he went three for nineteen last night, but he played through injury. But who who's getting who's getting killed in the media? Anthony Edwards because he had an awful game, but he played through injury. So he was three for nineteen. Yeah, pretty rough. No wonder they lost that game. They should have won that game. That was that was a major I, choke job. Really? So I, I, I you know other people were talking about it. He was talking about. It. He he said that he should have Lakers should have lost that game. Sure. Uh, no, that's good. You get into some heavy stuff, man. We get into some heavy things about how these things are. This, this how the, this how the business works. In the NFL. Yeah. And 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 now and now teams are using advanced analytics to to use it against players now. And uh, so there you go. <laughs> analytics is here. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed, man. Ain't nothing changed. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's all about what I can. What, what can I? What can? What have you done for me lately? Okay. And what can I what can I get your services for? Yeah. So yeah, and that's and that's pretty much how every business is. Just uh, the the NFL and these major sport leagues are. It's in, it's in your face more often with the when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But all right, well that does it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Chief Concerns. Like we said, two weeks time, the day before the draft, we're gonna have the mock draft. Um, and JD's going to give you what he thinks um, the Kansas City Chiefs and Brett Beach will be thinking on uh, in two weeks on the twenty on the twenty seventh of April when uh, the drive the draft is live in Kansas City where our guy JD will be there in person to uh, celebrate our uh, opening day uh, our our first round pick in you're going to be there for all three days JD uh, yeah yeah I don't I don't I'll, I'll be in Kansas City for those three days for sure yeah uh, around there at the Vent, maybe not. Okay, but you, you'll be there. You'll be there to ring in. You'll be there in the spirit, ringing in yeah, the uh, of course, the new players. I'm bringing around to all, all, all the other situations and events and everything going on. Uh, catch up with some guys. Uh, it's gonna be an exciting time. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Call Veach up and see what he's thinking. We're gonna have a conversation and talk. We're gonna get it all. Look, we're gonna get it all uh, pushed out for you guys. Okay. Right. Call, call him on Tuesday or Wednesday right before we do the, the mock draft, right before you go on air for the mock draft so uh, you can get a nice little intel. Yeah. Hey, Brett. Hey, Beach. What's going on? JD, just seeing what we're thinking. Are we still on board with this? Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. All right. <laughs> oh. All Appreciate right. it. Thank you very much, Chiefs Concern. Hey, you tuning in. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.